Hey everybody, welcome to Weighing In with Andy Hamilton and David Mirkatani, a special edition of Weighing In, Finland edition. I'm Andy Hamilton coming to you from Tampere, Finland, site of the Junior World Championships. On the phone with me, David Mirkatani back in the States. <laughs> David, how are you tonight? <laughs> it's, it's this afternoon, I'm good, yeah. Uh, congratulations on getting your first uh, passport stamp. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, been a wild 48 hours, 72 hours. I don't know even how many hours it's been since I left home. I know it's uh, been a busy couple, three days here. And uh, it's as we're recording now, it's 11 p.m. here in Tampa Ray. It's still light out. We get about 20-plus hours of daylight. Uh, per day here. Last night, I was up working on some stuff. I uh, saw the sun go down a little, uh, got dark a little bit after midnight, and then uh, still working at, um, a little bit before 4 a.m., and it was already light again. So it's been fun. It's been unique and uh, ready to get the wrestling going here Tuesday morning. What's what's been some of the coolest things that have either wrestling wise or just travel wise that you've had got a chance to experience so far? Uh, just uh, seeing the country, really. I mean the uh, the train ride up from Helsinki up to Tampa Bay was was certainly interesting. Um, about ninety minute train ride. Uh, flew into to Helsinki on Saturday and got in around uh, I think it was like six thirty seven o'clock and. And then rode the train up here to Tampa Bay, and uh, pretty nice uh, scenic ride through uh, kind of forest country and and farmland, and uh, that was unique. Uh, the food has been a little bit different. Um, first couple <laughs> meals, apple puree looked like uh, I thought it was mashed potatoes. I was eating it was apple puree, um, then uh, some kind of chicken and goat cheese and pumpkin puree concoction that I had. Uh, uh on sunday but uh the city is a really nice uh it's it's the second largest city in uh, uh finland but it's also it's got kind of a small city feel to it it kind of reminds me a little bit of iowa city in the in the uh in some aspects kind of like a ped mall type area um surrounded you know on both sides of the river um you know, everything within walking distance except the arena, everything that I need to get to except the arena, which is, uh, um, you know, about uh, probably about three or four miles south of here along uh, the river lake. I'm not even sure which it is, but uh, uh, there's also a pretty good-sized shopping mall right down the street, a uh, stadium um, a couple blocks down the street where I, I believe they, you know, have track and field and, and uh, some other stuff there. But uh, uh, certainly been a, a unique experience for, for me, having never been out of the United States until this trip and uh, making this trip out here on my own. Um, since been joined by a few of the other guys uh, from UWW, or as they call it here in Europe, uh, UVV. Uh, so Richard Immel of USA Wrestling out here, Taylor Miller, uh, Jason Bryant, and Andrew Hips uh, got out here uh, this evening. So, uh, you know, they're right down the hall. And, um, you know, like I said, ready to get going with wrestling uh, here in about, uh, that looks like about 12 or 11 hours uh, until go time. First. 
who wrestles first for us? Yeah, so uh, day one will be Mark Hall, uh, two-time world champion, junior reigning junior world champion at 74 kilos. He's uh, in the first crew along with Malik Heinzelman, uh, prep from Colorado, Ohio State recruit, Mitch McKee, going to be a sophomore at Minnesota this season, and then Colin Moore, of course, the stud 197-pounder, uh, all-American from Ohio State. So that's the first foursome that's going to hit the mat on Tuesday. Draws came out this evening. Malik Heinzelman going to open up with Horst Lair of Germany, a junior European bronze medalist. Mitch McKee draws Georgia's uh, Edeme Boltkvadze, um, another, yeah, <laughs> another junior Euro uh, bronze medalist. Uh, Mark Hall. Uh, will be, begin defense of his junior world title against uh, Ukraine's Adlan Batayev. Uh, and then uh, potentially a uh, big match in round two for Mark Hall. He could uh, face the winner of uh, Radik uh, Valiev of Russia or Ismail Abdullayev of Azerbaijan. Both of those guys were uh, world silver medalists at the cadet level. Uh, Valiev has had some success at the senior level here this year. He was a silver medalist at Russian Nationals. He was uh, uh, claimed the bronze at the Uregan Grand Prix. And then uh, Abdullayev was a uh, bronze medalist at this year's European uh, U23 Championships. So uh, certainly no easy road for Mark Hall. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Colin Moore draws uh, Iranian uh, Danielle. Uh, Sheratini, um, who was the Asian Championships uh, gold medalist. So, uh, anyway, look forward to, you know, I've been out here for a couple days and look forward to finally watching some wrestling. Got over the venue for a little bit uh, this morning and uh, watched, uh, you know, four of the guys roll around for a little bit. Uh, you know, Gable Steveson was over there. Ryan Deacon was over there. Zahid Valencia and Colin Moore. Um, or over there uh, this morning. So uh, got to see those guys uh, roll around for a little bit. Uh, Kazakhstan, they were playing some game of, uh, you know, I don't even know what it was, but uh, we're going to have some video of, of that up on, uh, there is some video of that up on uh, Crack Wrestling's Instagram account. Uh, kind of fun to watch those guys uh, clowning around. And then uh, the United States uh, guys, you know, those guys were, there's a basketball hoop out there. They were shooting. Uh, hoops playing horse. Um, Zahid Valencia got a good single leg, but that guy's uh, got a pretty good jump shot too. He stepped back and uh, I don't know. I saw him drain like three or four shots from about thirty feet out. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he was the winner of the the horse game, but uh, <laughs> man, he put on a show. So. Well, that's interesting. Shooting thirty foot footers. That's uh. That's pretty impressive. So, so I mean, I listen to everything you're saying. You tell me a little bit about the Mark Hall thing. So, him and the two silver medalists are on one half of the draw. I mean, if he's on the top half or the bottom half, the other half, I'm sure there's other good kids. But, I mean, that's just sort of the nature of international brackets, right? They pretty much, you know, blind draw everything. Are the, are the brackets 16s or 32s or how big are they? Let me pull them up here and count them up. Uh, yeah, Sorry but, to be a uh, nerd. 
Yeah, but uh, to your point, um, yeah, that's that's the deal with international wrestling. You know, the unseated uh, blind draw, uh, and I think uh, is working. I mean, obviously they've they've taken steps to uh, implement some seeding here in uh, at the senior level. Uh, they're seeding the top four. Right. And certainly uh, far from perfect uh, formula that they put into place for this year. They just basically used, uh, you know, what guys did at the Olympic Games last year, what they did at the non-Olympic uh, World Championships, uh, and what they did at the uh, Continental Championships this year. So those were how they, uh, you know, they, they implemented a point system and points based off that. And if you uh, moved up a weight, uh, your points were uh, null and void. and so. Yeah, know, basically, the guys at 57 kilos that they earn the top four seeds, uh, you know, are pretty much, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think all four of them, you know, have moved up to 61 or are not competing in the world championships. And so, um, so anyway, you know, that's, uh, that's the way it looks, but, uh. You know, to answer your question earlier, it looks like 50, 50 kilos has 17, uh, 16 or 17 guys in it. I can't quite tell, but uh, uh, there are some some bigger brackets than that as you get into uh, larger weights. But, uh, you know, Mark Hall at 70 kilos is going to have, you know, in the, in the uh, unbalanced side, the larger side of the bracket, the bottom side has more guys in it. So, and it looks like uh, certainly the tougher side of the bracket, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly no easy task for Mark Hall to get through to his back-to-back, uh, -back, you know, in, in his bid to make, win back-to-back -back world titles. But, uh, you know, as we've seen time and again with Mark Hall, the guy's a winner. And, uh, you know, he seems to rise to the occasion when the stakes are highest, too. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when guys are that good, you know, they don't worry about the draw. They're the bad draw for somebody else, obviously. But it's interesting for a lot of people that love wrestling, but, you know, don't follow, you know, like how they do these things and aren't blessed like yourself or even myself to be around some of these things. It's not like a normal American, you know, a U.S. bracket where there's 24 guys. They make sure there's 12 on each side and they, you know, they spread the bodies out. They just start at the top and then they just, it's all loaded up on one side or the other and you... And the, if you lose and your guy doesn't make the finals, you're out. So, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to explain without it being visual, but it's it's very, very different. So, you know, I think it's, it you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I watched Heinzelman wrestle head up, you know, coaching against him. And, you know, I, you, you know, I sort of got to, you know, I, I really love how Colin Moore wrestles and obviously Hall. So, I mean, you know, You've got four studs going tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see. I assume when I talked to Kevin Jackson last week, he sounded very, very optimistic about things. And uh, I think, you know, probably the rest of the crew feels that way. Is, is that kind of the impression you're getting? Yeah, I think so. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I mean, when you look at, uh, you know, the, the guys on this roster, I mean, we mentioned Mark Hall and then you've got uh, Colin Moore and, and uh, you know, we talked at length about him throughout the last uh, six, seven months. And, and uh, you know, Dayton Fix, a guy that's won a lot of matches in a lot of different countries. And, and Gable Steveson, you know, 
two-time cadet world champion, a guy that uh, we talked about him a couple weeks ago out at the OTC rolling around with Nick Wisdowski and, and Kyle Snyder and, and certainly holding his own um, against, you know, two of the best guys, uh, well, and Snyder, one of the best guys in the world, pound for pound. And then also, um, you know, uh, you know, and then also Gwizdowski, our, our senior heavyweight representative. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's super, it's super interesting. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously these guys go and they have a goal, you know, it's to be a world champion and all that other stuff that goes with it. But I know like when we had Zeke on Matt chat, a lot of it is it gives the Valencia something else to train for. It gives the Valencia another focus and it keeps him improving probably at a faster rate than other college guys are doing in July. And so, I mean, there's a tremendous advantage for these guys, you know, whether it's heat or any of the other guys on the team. Uh, and it's also really interesting to kind of watch, you know, half the team goes at once, then the other half goes. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of like that when you watch the Olympics, you know, it was three weights on one day and three dates and what the other three weights the other day. So, What's uh? I'm sure you had to have some sort of expectations so far. Have things been pretty uh, similar to what you thought they would be, or there have been a lot of differences? Yeah, kind of similar. I mean, I I kind of came into this with a with an open mind, and uh, you know, it's just funny how different things are. You know, when you get over here, the beds are really small, the rooms are small. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like a you know, more of a cot than a bed, really. I mean, it's, uh, you know, but it's comfortable. It's definitely comfortable. I, you know, the, the bathroom, um, you could sit on the toilet and take a shower at the same time. It's, you you know, everything, but yeah, yeah, everything is like right there next to each other. Um, you know, there's not a, uh, I don't have an iron in my room, an iron or an ironing board. And so my, uh, my clothes have been hanging on the shower rack for three days I've been here and I've just been trying to steam all of the, the wrinkles out of my pants and shirts and stuff like that, that I'm going to be wearing, uh, to the arena. So every, every 15 minutes or so I go in, turn on the water, crank it up real hot and, uh, close the door and, um, you know, let my, let my clothes get, uh, pressed, I guess. You know, the other thing that's, you know, I've, I've never experienced before, but, uh, you know, the, the key to my hotel room is what turns on all the lights. And you have to have the key plugged into um, this little outlet by the door to, to keep the lights on. <laughs> and it also, it also runs the, uh, you know, the thermostat in here. So if the thermostat, if, if the key isn't plugged in, if I take my key to go leave, then the thermostat goes down, I think, to like 21 degrees uh, Celsius. I don't even know what that is Fahrenheit. I haven't been on my converter here, but uh, but anyway, um, so that's that's a little bit unique, and uh, you know, just you know, like, like I said, a really unique, uh, really unique city, and in, in that uh, you know, I'm still getting accustomed to 20 hours of daylight, and uh, you know. <laughs> having, having like, like it seems it seems to me like right now that it should be about like eight thirty, 
in the evening and it's it's almost midnight so right you know that's that's well, taken some getting used to but uh that and the uh european converters you know not being able to just plug something in wherever you know whenever you want to charge for your phone or or i uh, need to plug in my computer or charge up uh my uh camcorders um right you gotta you gotta have yeah. you know the converter plugged in and and all that too so Power strip um, life. That and yeah. you know, we yeah. we uh you know, Richard Emmel of USA Wrestling and I we walked around uh um probably for about forty five minutes today looking for a place to eat and uh <laughs> you know, there are a couple places that we walked into that just didn't even have an English menu and so you know, trying to figure out like what on earth we were gonna eat, you know, we just we just kept walking and, and wound up uh um going to a little pizza joint and uh ended up that uh, Matt Storniolo and Andrew Howe uh, were right behind us, so we ended up having um, having lunch with those guys. So you know that was that was enjoyable, and sweet. Um, then then uh, met up with, like I said, Jason Bryan, Andrew Hips got in a little bit later, and so met up with those guys for dinner, and and now we're kind of winding down, getting ready to uh, call it a night and uh, go watch some wrestling here in the morning. Yeah, it, your stories remind me of a couple stories. When I went to Austria on the national team, the hotel, they gave you keys, but they told you if you locked your door that they would assume you stole something. So there was, they had to leave everything unlocked the whole time. And then the story about you steaming your clothes, uh, I'm sh- I mean, everybody who's ever cut weight has stories about steam rooms and saunas, but... Uh, we were at Northwestern one year making wait for university nationals. And these guys had a rotation where you went from the sauna to the steam room to the showers where they had it all heated up, you know, and the showers running like you're doing. And at one point, one of the coaches, and I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a very prominent division one coach at the time, literally uh, he had, you know, he had to, didn't bring another suit for the next day, brought put all this stuff on a hanger and just hung it in the shower where all the guys were working out. And literally you watched all the wrinkles fall out of it while you were trying to lose weight. So welcome to the official wrestler club. If you're doing stuff like that, you're, uh, you're, you officially got your man card on that one for sure. So, so, anyway. so he doesn't wrestle till the second day. Correct. 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 Yeah. So it's it's kind of been a great experience, and you know some of you know you look at how many different collegiate programs are represented. Um, you know that's that's significant too. So I mean you've got really two Ohio Staters and Northwestern, uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma State, uh, two Minnesotas, right? I guess with Gable, maybe he's not there yet. So you know those are. You know, one of those programs, it's interesting to see with the RTCs and everything else, how that's going. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned it's it's spread out a little bit. And uh, you, you see the, you know, Colin Moore from Ohio State, a, a big guy. And, you know, you look at, uh, we've talked at length about the uh, success of the big guys in that room. Travel Delognev, Kyle Snyder, Bo Jordan, Miles Martin. Um, you know, so on and so forth. You go further back, Nick Heflin, J.D. Bergman. And uh, so 
So that's, uh, you know, you know, that's certainly no coincidence that the guy's made the kind of progress that he has in the last year. And then, uh, you know, Mark Hall's been winning all his life. Uh, but, uh, you know, you look at uh, who he's got got a chance to roll around with on a, on an everyday basis in that Penn State room with with Vincenzo Joseph and David Taylor and Bo Nickel and um, you know just just keep going down the list Jason Nolf Zane Rutherford and so uh, it, you know it's it's no uh, like I said no coincidence that uh, Colin Moore is where he is it's no coincidence that Mark Hall is where he is uh, just you know they're surrounded with guys that are making them better. Um, so, you know, um, you know, the one, the one guy that I think is, is pretty interesting in this, in this is, uh, Deacon in, in that, uh, you know, a guy that wasn't on a lot of radars probably a year ago and, uh, he plays fifth, I think in Fargo and freestyle his senior year, uh, right. you know, comes out, doesn't place at his first college tournament. Um, you know, and then by the end of December, you were seeing a guy that was starting to catch some catch some attention because of what he did at the Midlands. I mean, third at 149 pounds as a true freshman there, and uh, just just a guy that's been rock solid ever since. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I was talking to Kevin Jackson uh, last week about the difference between college and the USA wrestling job, and you know, we agree. Obviously, you know, you have to be a idiot not to how important recruiting is but when you recruit these guys uh it's still different like some guys never get better than they were and some guys jump levels and it's certainly not like every kid that comes in isn't trying to get better and it's certainly not you know any of the coaches don't want guys to get better but sometimes the special sauce comes together and sometimes it doesn't so it's it's interesting but he's clearly a kid that's jumped really multiple levels and you know i would think i mean he's clearly the the least uh least accomplished least well-known guy on that roster and in a way that's a great position for him to be in because you know he's got zero pressure on him and just being around guys that have won a lot more i know you know when i was a kid being around guys that had won more if you're smart at all that's really where you can pick up even more and just kind of fly under the radar and then, you know, end up, end up really doing some special things. So that'll be, it'll be cool to see how he ends up doing in this thing. He, he yeah. might be one of those hidden gem stories. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, he beat some good dudes out in Vegas to, to get to that best of three championship series in Lincoln to earn the automatic ticket and then, uh, took out, uh, uh, Pat Lugo in, in two straight matches there. And Lugo had to run through the gauntlet, but, uh, uh, certainly Deacon is, is proven himself to be a, uh, a worthy competitor, a guy that's a hard hand fighter, physical. And, uh, I think, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he does here on the world stage, you know, for the first time. And, and, uh, you know, I'm really intrigued because I think this, this, you know, American freestyle team has a chance to do a lot of damage to bring home a lot of hardware and, and, uh, I think we'll get a good idea where it's heading tomorrow uh tomorrow morning with with Mark Hall and and uh Malik Heinzman. I you know I think he's got a pretty good draw and um you know Colin Moore as well and and then look at uh Mitch McKee a guy that uh you know certainly 
is is a dangerous competitor in his own right with uh, that head pinch and some of the things that he can do. He's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, feels like in in some ways that uh, he's got more of a foreign feel than than a lot of uh, you know the domestic guys just because of of some of the positions where he's really strong. But uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what day one brings and and then uh, certainly day two you got some hammers Gable Stevenson. You know, Zahid, I got a chance, uh, you know, to talk to Zeke Jones about him a little bit. The interview is up on Track Wrestling if you want to go check that out. Uh, you know, just talk to Zeke Jones a little bit about uh, Zahid's progress and, and uh, also, you know, what the, uh, what Arizona State got out of that trip to Cuba and, and uh, also where, where we're going to see Zahid next year, 74, 84. He talked about that. Uh, you know, so so that'll be one of the developments that'll be interesting to see throughout uh, the early part of the fall, or you know, throughout the fall, as we get closer to the college season, where some of these guys are going to line up from a weight standpoint. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Nathan Tomasello, I uh, believe it was on Friday, Thursday or Friday. All the days are running together at this point, but uh, but uh, asked him the same question: Is is he going to go twenty five? Is he going to go thirty three? Said it's fifty fifty at this point. He said he will definitely start the season at one hundred and thirty three pounds. He's going to try to make a run to make the U twenty three world team. Something that's new this year. Yeah, uh, you know. So that that you know, we talked a little bit off air, David, uh, here. I think a week like ago. A week ago, we talked about that. Yeah. We should talk about that now. That's because it's a really interesting thing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the U U twenty three World Championships are going to be in November. Get the dates here pulled up. Um, While you're pulling up the date, just for people to kind of understand, I mean, most of our college guys are going to be eligible for that. I mean, obviously, you mean twenty three and under, and so it's going to be interesting to see which of these guys and, you know, you don't have to be a genius. You can kind of just go through the finalists and see, you know, who would be the top candidates for this team. But, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like when Imar was, uh, you know, missed the beginning part of last year. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that could do that again. I mean, half of Penn state's team could, you know, miss the first part of the year. You know, obviously, you know, Ohio state would have a couple guys like that as well. Um, what's kind of frightening is probably Kyle Snyder's still under. Well, he is. We know he's under 23. Yeah, he would wrestle in there or not. But I mean, so it's interesting that what you said about uh, Tomasello. Did he say what weight he's going to, you know, try to make the team at for the under 23s? No, he didn't. He didn't. I I did not ask either. But uh, yeah, I, you know, you talk about this team, what it could look like. I mean, Jaden Cox is 22. Kyle Snyder, I think, is 21 still. I don't think he turns 22 until November. Um, you know, now does does he want to compete in that? If he goes and wins his third, you know, world and Olympic title here, in uh, you know later in August, will he be interested in in competing at the U23 Championships? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's kind of we talked about this today at lunch. Well, why would he? You know, and, and you know, part of me asks, well, why wouldn't he? I mean, he, he's still wrestling college wrestling. You know, I think the guy just. Right, right. He doesn't really know, need to be doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean. He's kind of proved his point there. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think he's just a guy that loves to compete. And and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Kyle Snyder 
decided to throw his hat in the ring on that and, and go try to win a U23 world championship. But uh, well, wouldn't half the senior world team be eligible for this under 23 team with Snyder, Cox, Rutherford and Gilman? Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure on Thomas Gilman's age, but I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing he probably would be. So, I mean, that's yeah, pretty, it, it's pretty crazy, right? You know, and I mean, so, you know, it's, is it going to be, is, this, is it the eight, it, will they implement the new 10 weight thing by then or not? Has that been decided? Yeah, I'm not not 100% certain on that, whether that's uh, considered, uh, you know, just still a 2017 season event or if if uh, that's going to be part of, you know, the transition. I think, you know, it, it, I really don't have the answer for you there. I know that they are going to the two-day format for uh, the Cadet World Championships. So I imagine that, uh, the you know, that that will also be in play, the two-day uh, weigh-in. Uh, so, so certainly a uh, you, you look up and down the roster and and uh, you know who the United States could put together for that team. It could be a pretty strong team. I, I uh, I'm curious, you know, just just which college teams let their guys go and which ones, uh, you know, which ones want to go. But uh, man, there's there's a lot of fire firepower on that. It's going to be November twenty first through 26th in Bygosh, Poland. Uh, And that will be streamed on track wrestling. So uh, be able to follow that tournament uh, right around Thanksgiving holiday. So yeah, who knows, David, maybe I'll be spending Thanksgiving in Poland. We'll see. Well, yeah, Thanksgiving is the 23rd. So yeah, you know, if you don't want to do it, let me know. It'd be fun to go. So, yeah. Um yeah, that team would just be amazing. I mean, just the names you mentioned that are on this team now, those guys, you know, almost all these guys would be the favorites to be on that team as well. And then you add some of the older guys that from the senior level, I mean, then it just gets crazy, right? You know? So, I mean, you'd certainly think that the US would have a really strong team. So, you know, yep. the Tomasello thing's really interesting. You know, obviously, you know, that that Ohio State feels like the one team that has a chance to compete with Penn State at, at the national tournament. And really, they match up pretty well with them in a duel, especially if Tomasello's at 25. Um, you know, they you know they they can win, you know, 74 and 84 are kind of toss-up matches, and they're favored at 97 in heavyweight. And, you know, regardless of what happens with Suriano, they would be favored with Tomasello, I would think, at, you know, 25. He'd be a huge favorite at 33. So, you know, but if he's at 25 and Pletcher's at 33 and Keyshawn's at 41, that's, uh, you know, they they can win five matches in that duel. I mean, obviously Penn State's tough because they score so much bonus, but it's, you know, they've got some guys that can score bonus too. So it's, that would just, that would be the duel of the year, I think. You know, I, I don't know the schedule yet. I haven't seen all these schedules to know if they, if they wrestle or not, but I sure hope they do. Yeah. And, uh. You know, the one thing that's kind of hanging out there still, at least as far as I know, I mean, I could be out of the loop since I've been out of the country, but uh, uh, McKenna, you know, Joey McKenna down to no uh, when I had a chance, when I had a chance no to talk to him yeah. in uh, Colorado Springs, it was Lehigh, Ohio State, Penn State. So that uh, could certainly tip the scales uh, a little bit there, um, you know, with, with him potentially being in, in one of those two lineups. 
um, potentially 41 or, you know, maybe 49 if he goes to Ohio State and, uh, you know, Micah Jordan moving up. I, I don't know. But, uh, boy, that you know, you're talking about two of, of uh, you know, the most formidable lineups, you know, maybe ever in college wrestling that uh, you, know, you could probably throw Ohio State into that class, too, if, if uh, they can plug Joey McKenna in at 41. Um, but uh, it'll be a fun year in college wrestling. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I did the interview with John Smith, you know, in Stillwater coming back from Tulsa and interviewed Eric Herrero Friday, and I think that's going to go up. Well, I know it's going to go up some point this week on track. And, you know, I talked to those guys, and they had, you know, obviously Eric hadn't left there yet. You know, eight All-Americans, six returning, and no one's got them picked higher than third. I mean, that's, and they got a champ. You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. So, um, well, the, uh, big news I see back in the States today, the, uh, uh, Olympics are heading back to LA. 2028, right? 2028. Get on hot wire now. Yep. Get your, <laughs> get your hotels reserved. Get your tickets. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So, yeah. So that's going to be cool, though. I, have you, uh, did you go to Atlanta in 96? I didn't. Um, I I will figure out a way to be in L.A. in 2028. I think if you're a wrestling fan, you have to be, right? I mean, yep, yep. it's just going to be amazing. So. Yep. Well, anything else you want to hit this week, David? Uh, no, um, no, I, we, we did some stuff talking to the people in Cleveland about the border brawl and kind of putting those matchups together. And there's, I mean, it's way off, but we can talk about it down the line, but the amount of good kids in Northeast Ohio and then in the bordering States is really, really impressive for a, a Missouri guy to, you know, start digging through those names. It's awfully, awfully, um, it's going to be fun to watch. Just, you know, everybody is in, there's like 25 kids in the top 100. So going to be wow. going to be some awesome matchups yeah yeah really really and and it's benefiting you know extreme couture gi foundation and cleveland state university wrestling so uh kind of a labor of love and you know good karma for all of us involved so what do you got coming up on match chat here in the days and weeks uh, ahead and eric guerrero will come out you know i think we i think by two tomorrow or uh wednesday and then kevin dresser will be up on friday and then um, working on a couple other things, but nothing, uh, firm yet. So, um, you know, going to try to talk to Rick Tucci and see if he'd come on after the world championships. Um, and then just a couple other things, probably for about two months. And then we get back into, you know, our bread and butter, which are those assistant coaches, you know, once we hit October and November, talking to them about their programs. Well, anyway, great stuff. And, uh, Looking forward to this tournament getting going here in Tampa Bay, Finland, Junior World Championships, freestyle, Tuesday and Wednesday, women's freestyle, Thursday and Friday, and Greco-Roman Saturday and Sunday. It's all going to be on track wrestling. So check it out. David Mirkatani, thank you as always. Yeah, and two things. Enjoy it, man. You really deserve it. And I got to give a shout out to my guy, Sevian Severato, who's on that junior Greco team from St. Louis and uh, his coach, Cornell Robinson. Proud of both those guys and what they're doing. It's going to be awesome to get to watch them wrestle at the highest level. So you can check out uh, Sevian uh, Saturday 
And Sunday, actually, I'm um, not quite sure which day he falls on. I think it's Saturday, isn't it? I you think know, top so. Top of your head? Yeah, Let's I was watching the court. UFC with Cornell Saturday. That's what he told me. So. <laughs> so anyway, that'll do it for this week's edition of Weighing In with Andy Hamilton and David Mercatani. We'll be back next week after I get back to the Cedar Valley. So. Uh, Check Track Wrestling for all the coverage of the Junior World Championships, and we'll be previewing the Senior World Championships. We're starting the countdown to Paris, uh, down to, uh, I think, 21 days out from the World Championships in Paris. Doing a 24-part, 24-day profile series on every member of USA Wrestling's Greco-Roman women's freestyle and men's freestyle world teams. Check that out as well, and we'll be back next week. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.